They came from the four corners of America to defend our way of life, to boldly stand against the forces of darkness when the USA needed them most. Sadly, they didn't do a very good job of it. But hey, they can't all be winners, right? Burt McGonagall's The Tales of the Brotherhood of Ridiculous People starts now. Episode 1, Momcula! In 2016, the President of the United States felt that the police force, the FBI, and the CIA could use a little help from newly discovered superpowered beings and decided to create a task force in which government agent Philip Jenkins became the de facto chairperson. He thought it was going to be the stupidest assignment he ever had. It was his job to compile a team to help America when it needed him most. Philip plopped down in his comfortable office chair. However, he wasn't comfortable at all. A migraine was brewing in his head, and he blindly dove into the desk drawer to find a bottle of medicine that was stashed there. The previous two weeks seemed to be the most stressful he ever had come across, even in his 35 years of work with the CIA. He wanted the Avengers. He wanted the Justice League. What he got were the flunkies. The first one to come to his attention was brought in after she crashed into a barn while flying. She was a giant, minuscule, vampire batwoman. Say that three times fast. Giant for a vampire bat, minuscule for a woman. Her statement was taken by audio recording. You want to start this interview by uh, stating your name? Where are you from? You know where I'm from. For posterity's sake, Mrs. Hamilton. I am from San Antonio, Texas, for the love of peace. Can you tell me how this happened to you? I don't know, maybe it was my Republican grandmother, but most likely it's probably the fucking son of a bitch and vampire bat that bit me on the field trip with my husband and son. But, um, again, it probably, I mean, again, it could be menopause, I don't know. I'm going to go with option three. Bingo. What powers do you possess? Well, I have the uh, powers of a vampire bat. I can fly. I can bite things and suck blood. I can hear things. I can smell things to almost a supernatural extent. Uh, kind of like the shitty cheap cologne that you're wearing right now that's taking my freaking breath away. Mrs. Hamilton. Problem is, I don't have a cool vampire power, okay? Only ones given by nature. You're rambling, Mrs. Hamilton. Please stay on topic. You asked, so I gave you a fucking answer. You know anyone else that possesses a superpower? Am I the only one that y'all so, know? you think this bat was something special to have been bitten you and, and given you your superpowers? Well, you're a fucking pushy bastard, aren't you? That would make more sense if that was the case. Now, let me tell you about Ricardo. Is he vital to this story? Does he have superpowers also? Um, he's got the main superpower in the world. His superpower is dealing with my bullshit. And if you have to interrupt me one more time, I will bite your fucking face off. I don't care if you're a government agent, a police officer, or what. I'm doing this for Uncle Sam, not you. Uh, okay, continue. Ooh, am I bothering you? Captain Dixie? 
need a headache medicine. Can we please get him a car period? Yes! He was born and raised in New York, and we moved to Texas ten years ago, but he never lost that sweet New York charm, if you know what I'm saying. He's pretty much grumpy all day, every day. But he's not a bad dude. He, he's just a dick. I mean, not, not much passes him or phases him or really gets to him, hence the reason why he stays with a three-foot-two female version of Frodo Baggings on estrogen. Philip pressed stop on the tape player. His migraine headache came crashing back after listening to the footage. It just told him that he had had enough of Gladys Hamilton for one day as he vomited into the trash can nearby. Why do I feel this woman is going to be the death of me? But I have to put something to paper about her before I can leave. He composed himself and took more migraine pills with a bottle of water that was on his desk. He pulled out a pen and started writing. Gladys Hamilton, Project Momkilla. Pros. Heightened senses of smell and hearing. The ability to fly and get into smaller places. Fangs for bite. Prehensile but small tongue. Can withstand atmospheric pressures due to height. Cons. In superhuman form, subject is only 3 feet tall, 2 inches. No superhero ability, like that of a vampire. Cannot disguise appearance without drastic measures. Superiority complex, bullheadedness, and ties to husband and child. Gladys Hamilton walked to the window and peered outside to see her crazy neighbor cutting his lawn. For the first time, she thought that Rod Stiles looked like a skunk, with tufts of white hair mixed with the blackness of what had to be his original color. Her attention diverted back to the clouds rolling in, she could see that the neighbor across the street was hurrying up to cut his lawn as the lawnmower kept running amidst peals of thunder. Oh, he better hurry. That guy's going to get shot. Before her by. thought was completed, a lightning bolt came crashing down from the sky. Where the hell else would it come from? And slammed into her neighbor's head. The sound of thunder was even more fierce due to her extreme senses. She put her hands over her ears and gasped in horror, but noticed her neighbor just stood there. The lawnmower was fried. Smoke billowed out of the machine. Miraculously, however, he wasn't. He didn't even have one scratch on him. He was completely unscathed, which is what no scratches means, you dingbats. Anyway, that puzzled Gladys the most. That puzzled her the most? If I saw a guy get struck by lightning and still walking around, that would puzzle me the most. Anyway, he just sighed after kicking the lawnmower and walked into his home as the lawnmower burst into flames. Seconds later, he came out again with a fire extinguisher to put out the flames on the mower. He then started screaming to the house. No, Frank, I'm coming. He walked quickly back into his house as the rain started pouring down. Gladys could not believe her eyes. In fact, if she didn't just see it firsthand, she wouldn't have believed it either. She looked to go back to the kitchen when her son came running into the bedroom. Mama, mama, I'm scared. Gladys grabbed the little boy by the head and squeezed him tight in a big hug. It's okay, baby. Mommy's got you. You know, kiddo, for all my faults and past and present and otherwise, you have one hell of a mother. I know, Mom. You're the best. Later that evening, she sat Ricardo down to tell him what she saw. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you saw, you saw what? Ricardo, I'm not kidding about what I saw. 
And yes, I am. They are comfortable. But that's not the point at the moment. I literally saw crazy Rod Styles across the street get struck by lightning, and then he walked away like nothing happened. All right, that, that's just impossible, Gladys, right? That doesn't happen. You you tend to over-exaggerate shit, all right? How the fuck can you overreact about someone getting struck by lightning? Is this the same vein as, lady, you got bit by a vampire? Look, that's one? different, baby. I actually saw that. Hell, you tried to pass it off that you got dental implants, knowing full fucking well we can't afford a dental plan. Which you would have believed. No. <laughs> no. No, I didn't. Considering the fact that there was no fucking time for you to get these things for Halloween, especially right after the field trip. I'm stupid, but I'm not that fucking stupid. And then, and then remember when you tried to use your hair? to cover up the large deers and the whole thing remember that weekend yeah i still fucking dream about it all right i never want to go back there i still kind of got yeah no then you finally had to come clean when you literally shrunk two fucking feet in size there was no way of explaining that what the fuck are you a shrinky dick i let the oven open come on babe okay it was very noticeable you got me but i'm not over exaggerating about this one look i still love you all right baby that's not ever going to change. Not ever. It better not, because I will bite you if you do. Ricardo realized she was kidding and started laughing. <laughs> you won't fucking bite me. I mean it. I will. If I can't have you, nobody else will, baby. You're nuts, babe. Gladys looked out the window at Rod's house. I'm going over there. No, no the fuck you're not, all right? Mind your goddamn business. Not everyone has to be your friend. Now, are you going to come to bed or are you, are you going to go patrolling? Well, I'm kind of in the mood to go flying. All right. Go on. Have a good time. Just don't get caught again like last time, right? Those fucking nets are a bitch to get you out of. And that website still has those photos of you getting caught in the barn down the street. I mean, when I got, I, mean, I, was just, I was just becoming a vampire and I landed in Vern McElhenney's barn down the road. Big Deal. No, I no, I don't mean landed, baby. All right, you fucking crashed. Call it what it is. Uncle Sam came in, covered most of it up, and God bless fucking America. But you still crashed. The prick they have me paired with, this guy PJ. I don't think he even believes in the program that the president has initiated. This is serious. This is a serious situation. It is what it is, Gladys. All right. The president, he's not a popular fucking guy. Have you been outside? Have you seen the bumper stickers? Now, do you think that this PJ needs help in recruiting? Government agent or not, it's my time to lead. I know what we need to do. Gladys walked towards the window and opened it. She paused as she looked outside and then turned back towards Ricardo. I think I'm going to bake Rod a cake. I'm going to go over there and see him tomorrow. He's hiding something, but you know how I talk to people. I can get it out of him. And if it would help our country, nope. you know no, no, no. how to do it. No, no, do not do that, all right? Last fucking thing he needs is one of your cakes. That is, that is, no, in fact, that is a sure way guaranteed to make sure that he is not going to be your fucking friend. All right? How about this? You know what? You know what? If you're going to take something over there, take a bucket of chicken. Men like meat. Not fucking cakes that are mostly icing and diabetes. Go fuck yourself. But 
it's a good idea. I've never met anyone, actually, now that I think about it, that hasn't liked fried chicken. I want to know what's going on. And this guy's special. He's hiding something just like me, and I know it. How do I initiate the conversation? The same way you always do, baby. Just ask him the fucking question, make him feel uncomfortable, then try to backtrack the whole thing. There you go. It's a fucking discussion. It's it's a conversation. What? Besides, you want to tell him what you want? You think I can go to PTA meetings anymore? I need friends who can empathize with me and my problems. Is that so bad? I want to have friends like me? I know. Okay. I'm sorry. I just don't want you getting hurt. All right? Gotta understand that. Gladys's body shrunk down two feet in height as she flapped her leathery wings. She was still wearing her clothes, but they were more baggy on her. She responded in a minuscule voice, which sounded like she inhaled helium. It'll be okay, Ricardo. Just make sure that Winston gets to bed. He gets plenty of sleep and wakes up for school in the morning, baby. Now, he'll be fine. Why, are you, are you planning on being out all night? You never know what bumps you in the dark. All those crazies come out at night. Remember that song, Rick? The freaks come out at night. Yeah, yeah, I remember that shitty fucking song. Had on that goddamn CD that I lost on purpose, accidentally. She saluted him and flapped out the window. Ricardo shook his head and laid back down. <clears throat> that beautiful woman vampire bat girl's gonna be the fucking death of me. I fucking know you heard that. Gladys climbed a high altitude and headed for the city. The world looked different from above. She always loved San Antonio and thought the sky was beautiful. She flew over the Alamo, which was a Texas treasure, and she smiled knowing she got the rarest of opportunities. She flew down and perched atop the ramparts of the Alamo. She could feel the history beneath her feet, but couldn't help thinking about Pee-wee's big adventure. She looked down from the rampart and said, She leaped into the air and flew towards the river walk nearby. She avoided the lights and things that would make her stand out. As she flew, Gladys began to hear a commotion coming from the Hotel Valencia nearby. to get a better idea of what was going on. The sounds from the normal populace mixed up what she was hearing. Gladys closed her eyes to focus and then saw two men pulling a younger woman into a dark part of the alleyway. The tourist didn't seem to care, which was her last thought when she went into action. What I said, lady, was give me a couple bucks. You ignore me, and now I want your purse and your jewelry. Yeah, my buddy and I need to get right. Gladys heard from the shadows, the men trying to hurt her. She could see the track marks on their wrists and arms, and the desperation in their faces. Just let the girl go! What the fuck? Gladys realized that her voice was still high-pitched, so the menacing altitude seemed to be a joke. She didn't I care. I let the girl go. I will bite the ever-loving piss out of you. No, wait. I, I will suck every last fucking drop out of your body. And let me tell you, I am starving! I am Is that a fucking bat? <laughs> Yeah, it's like Batman, boy, three feet tall. <laughs> With blazing speed, Gladys ah! swooped at one of them and sank her fangs deep into the neck of the junkie. 
And got high as fuck. Now that I've had my appetizer. Holy shit. I'm gonna move on to my entree. You've been watching episode one, Monkula! In the cast you heard, Bert McGonagall, played by Robert Hunter. Agent Philip Jenkins, played by Danny Atwell. Gladys Hamilton, played by Stacy Atwell. Rod Stiles, played by Dan Mac McCloskey. Ricardo Jimenez, played by Miguel Pedroza. And Robert 1 and 2, played by Max Hunter. Stay tuned for next episode. Dark Charm Media. 2021, all rights reserved. And now a word from our sponsor at Dark Charm Media. You wanted it. You got it. Noxo, Season 2. The continuing case files of Joshua Chambers. The havoc of Baltimore, Maryland continues this fall. Be there.